Hello, sci-fi gangsters. This is the show where we talk about science fiction, comic books, and video games, but really, it's just an excuse for me to catch up with my friends and to meet interesting people. I'm Anthony Denar, media scholar and person who no longer has two large moles on my face. Uh, for the, We'll go ahead and get this out of the way right now for the, the visual listener. Visual listener, is that a thing? For the people who are watching, um, I have, uh, you know, I have two, I have grown up, I've, for 38 years, I've had two very large moles on my nose area. And uh, I have I, been wanting to get them removed for a very long time. I went into uh, the dermatologist just to see if uh, he would check it out. And he's like, hey, you want to get rid of those? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, you want to go ahead and get them rid of today? And I was like, let's do this thing. But you know what? Well, before we get started here, uh, no topic for today. What we're going to do is just another catching up segment, a chance to uh, just to have a conversation with my good friends, catch up on what's happening in their lives. I don't know. Maybe there's something new happening with Jeremy. Maybe, maybe Jeremy is dating someone right now and he wants to talk about this new relationship. By the way, that would never happen. Even if he was dating someone, he would never tell us. For first thing, he would never tell us. And he would never give us any of the details, no matter how much I would want it. Like how much, how much joy, look, how much joy I would have in my heart. It would fill my little heart. It, and my heart would grow three sizes bigger. If he would tell me, Hey, look, I'm dating someone. Like if it's one day he was just like, Hey, I'm dating someone, by the way. I'm like, what? And he's like, yes. And I want to tell you about it. I'd be like, Jeremy, I don't know what, to, I don't know what to say. I think I would start bawling. I would start crying. Jeremy. Jeremy has been married for six years. You just don't know about it yet. He's, and he's <laughs> got would, three. He's got three kids. Yeah, that just, was, you we'll know never what? know. That would not surprise me. That would not <laughs> surprise me at all. Uh, but that's what we're going to do today. We're going to we're going to catch up a shorter episode. But hey, look, we just had a production meeting. Let, let, let me tell you, we have some fun things planned in the future. Uh, so, but uh, let's go ahead and get catched up before before we do that. I want to go ahead and introduce the gang. The usuals. We'll go ahead and start off with my co-host Jeremy. Jeremy, how you doing? I'm good. I'm trying to avoid uh, the unnecessary heat that we are experiencing, and we seem to be experienced for the foreseeable future. So. I know I've been awesome. I've been bringing up my my workouts in my garage and how hot it has been in my garage, but I think it's worth saying again. It gets very hot in there. And when you're trying to work out, I'm doing some rows, that sort of thing, you know, on the row machine, because it's hard to breathe. It's hard to breathe. Even when I'm in the garage, which is easily 10 degrees cooler than it is outside inside the garage with the fan on, still, still very difficult. Hard to breathe. Hard to breathe, right? But, you know, I mean, everything getting hotter is good because it keeps people from dying in the cold according to the representative from Georgia. So, <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't be talking about <laughs> Marjorie Taylor green at all. As, as little as we can bring up uh, her, her name, the, the, the better really. Uh, but let's go ahead and get to our, our next uh, uh, person, the producer of the show. Let's give him his official title. Let's give him the respect that he deserves. The producer of the show asked to train as how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm uh, yeah. I'm good. Man, a few words. <laughs> wow. Okay. So usually it's Jeremy with the uh, with the very short, the truncated uh, introduction. 
Uh, but Acid, it seems like you are taking that mantle and you're running with it. But it's always good to have you here, Acid. Once again, we're going to catch up. So both of you think about something that you want to say while I talk about what happened with me today. Like I said before, I went into the dermatologist because these moles, I've had them on my face for a long time. I've gotten used to them. I've had them for 38 years, right? I've had people tell me that they're off-putting. I've had people tell me that before to my face. And uh, I, uh, all dudes, all dudes. But anyways, so I went to the dermatologist to uh, get some skin work done, right? To, to, to work on my, uh, my skin issues. But also I was like, you know what? I want to, I want to see if this dermatologist with this doctor uh, who I'm going to get to the, the doctor here in a second, but I, I want this doctor to check out these moles. Uh, you know, obviously maybe they're cancerous, that sort of thing as well. That's also a concern. That was a concern of, of the missus. All right. And uh, so I went, I went in there, the nurse is in there and I'm at, you know, at, she's asking questions. And I said, yeah, I was wondering if he could, he could also, you know, check out these moles. And she's like, oh, you want him to check them out or you want him to get rid of them? I said, oh, I guess if you can, if you can go ahead and get rid of them, obviously I don't know if this is covered on my insurance, by the way, it was. Um, That's good. I know. And, um, you know, she's like, oh, if you, she's like, do you want to get rid of them today? And I was like, uh, sure. And she's like, do you mind? <laughs> I think just what she said, do you mind looking ugly for a little bit? So this is what, this is me looking ugly right here. So I have the, uh, I thought it was a pretty good improvement actually. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> so I have the, the red marks, the, this, this, the, the scabbing <laughs> from the procedure. So did they freeze them off? Is that, is that what they did? Oh, I'm going to get into the whole thing here in a oh, second. Oh boy. Right, so, so no, um, no ice cubes were used or damaged. Anymore. No ice cubes, although they did do a little bit of it. Uh, I have a little, little side tag thing that he's like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and get rid of that too. And I was like, okay, let's do, <laughs> let's do this thing. Let's, uh, let's cut your face off. Let's fix all my imperfections, right? <laughs> so uh, you missed this one right here. <laughs> she's like, yeah, if you if you don't mind, you know, looking ugly for a couple of weeks, let's go ahead and get this thing done uh, today. And I was like, yeah, let's, let's go ahead. So Obviously, I have no idea what they're going to do. So I'm already starting to get a little bit nervous. I don't like being in like the doctor's office. I don't like needles and that sort of thing. So obviously, anxiety is kind of uh, bubbling a little bit. But uh, he comes in, he checks it out, and he's like, uh, yeah, we can, get, we can get rid of those things today. He's like, do you want to go ahead and get rid of them? And I was like, yeah, let's go ahead and do this. So he, uh, he, comes, he comes back in. He has a, um, a, a needle. Right. And he's like, oh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a couple of shots. I'm going to give you a shot in each mole and then we're going to cut this thing off. So, uh, yeah. So if you've never had a needle stuck in your face before, it's not, it's not the most enjoyable experience. Although I will say this, it's not the worst shot I've ever had. Mm. So he, st he sticks the, the, the shot. Obviously this is dulling the pain is giving you some, some sort of, you know, thing that's going to make you not feel any, anything. So he gives you, and he gave me the shot. And each one of my, no, my, my, my moles, um, wasn't very enjoyable. And of course he does what every doctor does. He try, he talks with you while this is happening. <laughs> so you're in pain. He's like, Oh, so, uh, I noticed that you work at Auburn university. What do you, what do you teach? And I'm like trying to answer the question while also you know, feeling the stabbed pain in the face. Yeah. I'm getting stabbed in the face <laughs> with this needle. And of course I'm feeling the liquid, like going into the mole, which is also not very enjoyable, by the way. But I will say this, um, the, the shot was relatively painful. 
Not the worst shot I've ever had. Of course, I've had a vasectomy. And if you ever had a needle uh, in that area, that's also uh, not very enjoyable. Although also not the worst shot I've ever had. The worst shot I ever had was when I was donating bone marrow and they put uh, something in the back of my uh, tricep here. That was the most painful shot that I've ever had in my life. Uh, and um, yeah, so anyways, even worse than the uh, testicle needle. So, uh, but yeah, so back to where I was before. Uh, so they give me the shot to, to numb the pain. He leaves, you know, and he comes back in and uh, he, he, the first mole, he just, he just takes a sharp knife and just saws that baby off. <laughs> just literally just saws that mole off, that mole off and obviously you know, there's a lot of blood and that sort of thing. I think he also goes back a couple of times. I think he also carterides it with something like he kind of, and then um, other stuff as well. And the, the other mole, I think there was some sort of like laser slash burning situation that was happening. I think he burned, he lasered or burned. I had my eyes closed. So, cause I, I first thing I couldn't see what he's doing anyway. It's, just at the, it's at the tip of my nose. It's like, it's not like I could actually hone in on what he was doing. But it smelled, it smelled like he was burning off my mole. That's that's for sure. Um, but um, so he we should have got it on off. video and had some clips. You know, that would have been. That would have, then I could have fantastic. showed it right, for the for the the, the listeners for your, all your classes. I'm like, hey, check out. Here's something interesting you don't know. First about day of class. All right, class. I want to show too. you the my moles being removed. <laughs> but now I'm uh, I'm two moles. I'm two moles less. I'm two moles, moles. That's hard to say. Two moles less uh, of a man. If it uh, if it makes you feel better when you mention that you had them cut off your face, I honestly had no idea what you're talking about, and I had to think about what moles you might have had. So, oh well, well, thank you very much, Jeremy. But uh, I've had many people tell me that the very first thing that they noticed about me was I have two large moles on my nose. Um, I, yeah. I'm never going to not be able to see the scar now, though. Yeah, that's well, true. The, well, the scar's hopefully going to heal and be gone. So you'll, uh, as I'm, once again, for the uh, for the viewer, I am showing my nose. And you can see I have two red marks where the moles were. And uh, hopefully those two things will heal. And I will be, uh, I will be the same on both sides. No I'll be interested to see uh, how the first shower goes. Mm. on how how painful that is because i had probably 10 years ago i had a freckle cut off not by my own volition they just kind of did it uh completely unnecessarily but they did it and it hurt for like two months interesting i can i can answer the question i already took a shower and i didn't feel anything it was it wasn't the only thing that was concerning was obviously when you're taking a shower your impulse is to, you know, sort of like wipe the the water out of your face. And, and in that process, I kind of wiped my nose. Didn't hurt, but it was concerning. I was like, oh, I don't want to like pick the scab or anything like that. So, uh, so yeah, everything seemed to uh, be going pretty well there. So that is my story. That is my mole removal story. I also, maybe we'll save this for another episode because I'm talking way too much already off the bat because that's what I do. I saw everything everywhere all at once. Remember MD soul mm-hmm. recommended the movie last episode. And of course I've, I've been wanting, I've been hearing all kinds of great things. And um, let me just say this. Not only is it a great movie, not only is it, is it, is it, is it an enjoyable movie. 
there's action sequences. There's also, there's a lot of comedic moments that are like laugh out loud funny. I have never cried harder during a movie. Like I'm, I'm, I'm legitimately tears flowing from my eyes. And I was watching it with Linda and I was watching it with another couple as well. So obviously I was trying not to look like an idiot. So I'm actively. So wait, are these tears of sadness or was it so funny that you were crying? No, sadness. They're just like of of the feels, right? Just like. So this movie has everything. The water flowing from. So let me, I don't want to spoil anything, but if you have. I don't want to see this now. If you have kids, Mm -hmm. if you have kids, you are going to feel things. Oh, I got Uh, you. It, it that's it, it's all about that so um, that's why i don't watch it, criminal minds because they had like when they do like kid abduction show like you know or the kid murder show i can't watch those like i just so i just stay away from it the funny thing is like the first half of the movie you're like oh is this just so is this kind of just a silly kind of excuse to have a bunch of martial arts and then there's this turn where you realize what the movie is really about. And you're like, oh my, this movie is all about family and broken families and um, the need to reconcile a broken family. And when you get to that moment, like I'm telling you, I could not hold like water flowing from my eyes when I was actively trying to uh, suppress the tears. So maybe I'll talk a little bit more about uh, this film, but once again, everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once. It may be, I need a couple years to think about it, but it may be my, my favorite movie of all time. I don't know. It may, it may be, it may be that, but anyways, mm. it's just because you haven't seen Top Gun Maverick yet. Okay. Is that what it is? Is that, it is. is that what it is? Top Gun. I've heard, look, like I've heard of all the great things about Top Gun Maverick. Like you can't, there's nothing bad about the movie that you can say. I've heard, I've heard all, yeah, I've heard all great things. Maybe we'll do a Top Gun review show or an everything <laughs> review show. I think we, I seriously think that we need to watch everything everywhere all at once. And we need to talk about this film. Okay. And here's the bad thing is I've set it up. I put it at such a high bar that when you watch it, you're going to be like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know what it was, but and the funny thing, once again, the funny thing about halfway the first half of the film, you're kind of like, this is just fine. Like, why? what's up with the hype? This is just kind of a generic, like, sci-fi kind of excuse for a lot of martial arts and everything. But halfway through, you're like, oh, okay. Anyways, moving on. Jeremy, let's go ahead and get to you. I've been talking way too much so far. What's new with you? Uh, Unfortunately, not a whole lot. Um, so I've been rereading several things. So I kind of, a while back, I decided that um, I was going to kind of reread a bunch of series uh, that I haven't read in a while and, uh, and sort of, you know, check in with them to see if they, they kind of hold up for me. Um, so I reread uh, Harry Potter. Um, still liked it. I uh, reread... Uh, uh, Shatner's uh, Star Trek books still, I think, some of the best Star Trek stories out there. Um, one of the very first books that I finished all the way through. Which one was that? 
That was the uh, the one where he gets uh, resurrected by the Borg. Oh, the return. Yes, the return. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. One of the uh, one of the I'll say this one of the larger books that I actually be, from beginning to end read through. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's the I guess the second one in the series. So Ashes of Eden starts it. So yeah, like the whole series is is super good. Um, he started like a like a young Kirk. Uh, series but he only only did one book i wish he'd finish it out um but uh well you know him and and uh uh stevens reese stevens something like that. the the writers who help him out um yeah re- has re- he um has he gone once again i hate to do this has he gone maga because he was featured in like the daily wire comedy thing that they were doing like uh do you remember that it's called the daily wire is that what's called a uh, ben shapiro's thing um uh, i mean i i don't uh um expose myself to to that kind of media so i couldn't tell you um but i mean from what i've i mean shatner's always been shatner like he's always been a little bit cantankerous and you know set in his opinions so I don't I don't know if it would be him going that way or them adopting him as a as a you know to use his celebrity. Or maybe they just he they asked him and he was like, okay, someone's asking me to do some do something because he was I mean, I don't know if he's ever turned down a job. So you know, that's entirely possible. They just have you seen some... what was it was a Gina Carano? Is that her name again? Uh, is that how you pronounce her name? She has become like the the MAGA darling now. She's doing all those movies for the Daily Wire. I mean, I feel like those have got to be on the same level as the Kirk Cameron, like, uh, left behind movies. Like, <laughs> they've got to be on the same production value, right? I'm assuming. I'm assuming. But anyways, you were talking, Jeremy, before I turn this political. No, so just rereading um, a bunch of stuff. Um, and thankfully, everything is is kind of held up for me. Um, I've got several things on my watch list i got to get to. i got to finish out Obi-Wan. Um, I've got the uh, unbearable weight of massive talent um, mm. on digital that I've got to watch. There's several things. Like I saw the new Jurassic World is already out on digital. Um which I'll probably watch, even though I'm. Is it really already out on the on digital? Yeah. Um, I watched it with my son. Which doesn't bode well, but like it's got <laughs> yeah, Jeff Goldblum, it's got it's got Sam Neill. Uh, I feel like I have to watch it just out of respect. Um, One of my favorite reviewers, um, Dan uh, Merle, uh, he uh, he trashed it. He said <laughs> he's like, it's not even like good, like it's not even like basic storytelling like the writers don't even know how to tell a basic story in the in the film so i heard that they don't even meet up like the two generations of jurassic Hmm. park people don't even meet up until like near the end of the movie which is weird to me um and also like the whole movie like all the previews and everything are talking like sort of like portraying it as dinosaurs in the city and that apparently that's not the case like it's like there's like one scene where they're in the city or something like that because they, they already did that in jurassic park two or three yeah that was at the very end yeah yeah 
Um, I mean, honestly, none of them have been anywhere close to the original. Um, they really probably should have never made any sequels to it. Um, yeah. I think I think two had its moments. Uh, there was there was enjoyable moments in the second one. Um, primarily like the raptor scenes, but then like T Rex, the whole New York scene where is, is it New York? Where T Rex is in New York and all that kind of stuff? I think so. It's a port city anyway. Yeah, I mean Jurassic World was all right. Um, so Jeremy, when I look, I know there are a ton of great shows out there, and they keep releasing new shows, and we have to continually. Uh, stay up to date. But when are you going to watch what I claim to be the best science fiction show on television today? And that's Snowpiercer. When are you going to finally watch the show? Oh, I've, you've seen the first season. I'm sorry. Yeah. I've seen the first season. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Whenever I, I find time to sit out. The problem is right now is consistently making time to to watch to like to finish something like i could watch an episode here or there but to actually commit to, to watching the whole season would be we, we'd have to like schedule a show on it for me to sit down and finish it out mm-hmm. maybe we need to do this maybe it's finally time <laughs> that we talk about snowpiercer although i bring it up all of the time yeah i mean i, I like it i like david diggs i like jennifer conley um i like uh oh what's his name the guy from Doctor Who. Um, oh, Doctor yeah. Who, huh? Yeah, he's the, he's the guy. He's one of the not pilot, but whoever drives the train. Oh, okay. One of those okay. Guys. Um, Arthur, Sean Bean's great, by the way. Sean Sean Bean might be on the level of Negan in terms of villains. Like it's just like in in terms of compelling villains. Um, yeah, I mean Sean Bean's great in everything. I like I like all of his stuff. I mean, the fact that he hasn't died already uh, is unique for him. But I don't think you can kill him. <laughs> I don't think uh, I haven't. I actually haven't finished season three, so maybe he does die. Who knows? I don't know. But yeah. All right, Jeremy. It seems like you have a lot of great shows to to watch and catch up on. Obviously, you know, want to give you good luck on all of your, you know, work venture uh, stuff. All right, moving on to that trailed off for poorly. That's what I want to move on to the producer of the show. Asked, what is new with you? Oh, well, for those viewers who, for the viewers who can't see the show, <laughs> for our podcast listeners, um, all both of you, uh, the beard has been trimmed. That's the biggest news, I guess. I decided to trim it down to a manageable size um i usually do this every couple of years just to you know remind myself what my face looks like and what what it's like to feel the wind against my skin so it's kind of nice um of course i will shave it and then i won't touch it again for for two years i mean i'll keep it groomed but i'll i won't touch it again for probably another two years so uh yeah so that's the biggest news um what else I have. What have I been have doing? Has it? Has it? Uh, sorry to interrupt you. Asked, no. and I have to ask you: ask Has the the post con depression set in yet? No, 
No, I think I I think I got my fill when I went. I'm not Okay. I'm not missing it, I guess. Like I'm looking forward to the next one. Hmm. But I'm not like, oh man, I wish I was there right now. Like, oh my gosh, best experience. I'm getting, ever. I'm getting antsy about Dragon Con. I'm, I actually think about going up there this weekend just to a little <laughs> prelim. Just so do around. I need? Yeah. So speaking of Dragon, let's, let's talk Dragon Con. So, I, okay. I uh, I've never been. I would like to go, and of course, it's right. It's right there. I mean, it's you know a couple hours down the street. You know, so that's not a big deal. So as a potential goer um i mean obviously i'd like to stay up there instead of driving back and forth every day because that would just you know convenience wise um am i going to find anything remotely close like within a half hour within a half hour sure okay um within walking distance will yeah, be no. tough well um, i mean how, well then how's parking going to be pretty pretty rough so this is what I do. So I've been uh, every year I've been kind of like figuring out the best parking situation for me. The best thing, and I think I'm going to do the same thing next year is you park at the airport. This is what I do. I park at the airport and I take the, the transit, the, the Metro or whatever you call it to okay. Dragon Con. That's the best bet because there's a couple of reasons for this. Uh, when you park at the airport, you don't have to worry about your car. Right, because um, relatively safe. Right, you yeah. you park a car and everything like that. Um, and really, the metro isn't that. It's not that bad. I mean, you're on there for like what 10, 15 minutes, like that, and then you're in downtown. Yeah, and that that side of the metro is not not an issue. Mm-hmm. As far as like, I mean, there's there's parts of Marta that you might not want to get on at two in the morning. Um, but that that side's is. Well, my other thought was just, you know, leave the, leave the car at the hotel and just Uber in and Uber out. Like, yeah, it depends on what, what hotel you're staying at. Perhaps one thing you can look at if you're not really concerned about actually being in downtown Atlanta is if you want to get like a hotel and then just find a hotel that's close to the Metro and just take it. Uh, and that that might be the that might be the best situation for you. Okay. Then 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 you don't have to worry about where I park my car. Obviously, you need to know if you could park at the hotel, depending on where it's at, right? So if you're in downtown Atlanta, parking at a hotel is going to be a, a nightmare, right? So because yeah, even, yeah. even at even even their yeah even their dedicated parking decks or whatever are mm-hmm. incredibly expensive. So your best okay. your your best bet is to park at the metro or if your if your hotel is farther away and like yeah I don't I don't really care about you know being downtown or being like right next to the 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 convention I don't mind taking the metro in then that might be the best scenario for you. Mm. Okay. All right. Just you know just uh, just a thought and I mean we'll have a we got a Dragon Con show coming up soon so we can talk more about all the good fun features we, and all that stuff so should we just mention how much of a nightmare it's going to be this year i mean a good nightmare but just like how much of a nightmare it's going to be this year in terms of because everyone's going to come back because so are they year, requiring are they requiring any like vaccination cards or masks or any of that stuff so they haven't announced any of it yet um okay. 
Because with Combo Breaker, we had to present our vaccination card, and we didn't have masks. They had like you know boxes and boxes of masks, like crates of them for people to take. Yeah, I don't know which way they're gonna go. Um, yeah, I, I because the city of Atlanta is more or less um, open up, so I, I I don't know what they're gonna what, what they're gonna do. Um, okay. I would be surprised if they had any sort of like restrictions. I would be surprised. They pretty much said they're going to cap it again. Um, Mm. So there, there will probably be, you know, fewer people than normal. Um, You know, they capped at 70, 80,000, whatever. Um, It wouldn't shock me if they required vaccination status. Um, Oh, wow. But I'd be a, I'd be a little bit surprised if they required masks at this point, but yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if they required vaccination status. I, I mean, personally, I'd prefer the vaccination status than the mask, but. Oh yeah. <laughs> Having and a mask they, and combo breaker would, was a nightmare. How would they handle that? Would they just say like, as long as you're vaccinated, you're good to go? Because obviously like the, it's been a while since many of us have been vaccinated. So does that mean we'd have to get a booster shot? Like it's kind of, yeah. I mean, well, the CDC hasn't updated their guidelines, right? So it's, it's basically just what they go with. Um, you know, they recommend certain things, but it's, you know, still the same two shots and a booster as far as I know to be. So I didn't have to have a booster for a combo breaker. They just wanted the, my initial, my initial card. The only thing they really cared about, I, th- I mean, I think a lot of people just went in without, because I mean, you could just go in. I you, I had to seek the table out that was checking for vaccinations, and then they'd give you this little wrist, the paper wristband. You know what I'm talking about? You just rip right off. But I mean, you could just go in. They weren't like checking wristbands or anything. But if you didn't have a mask on, they were throwing you out. Like it was serious. Like they were like, put your mask on, put your mask. Yeah, like they were they- hauling people out that would not wear masks. My yeah, so I'm gonna guess that's due to the city ordinance, maybe. Probably, know. probably. But like, like there's guests who are gonna stay at the at the con hotels who aren't there for con, mm-hmm. so they're probably gonna have to default to whatever, as far as like masking, to whatever the hotels are requiring. Okay. So, I would think so anyway, because otherwise it'd be like, how do you? I don't know how you enforce it. Could you, you imagine could just being hide a, your badge and say I'm just a hotel guest? Could you imagine being a hotel guest and Dragon Con week and just <laughs> I'm here for my uncle's funeral and what's all these, I mean, what are all these crazy people doing here? Like you've got to I mean I don't at this point I don't think anyone is unaware of it because the hotel I mean if you're paying a thousand dollars a night for a hotel room. Like you have to realize there's a reason for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What hotel is it in? So it's split across five hotels and then the America's Mart. Um, so it's the Marriott Marquis, the Atlanta Hilton, the Hyatt, uh, the Westin, and the Sheraton. And these are all within like a, a block. Of yeah, each other? it's like in they're all including the America's Mart. They're all within like a say nine block sort of uh, so do they close the streets down because all these people are walking no i mean they, they don't do close the them down parade. Right. Yeah. 
you know, the, the parade, they'll close them down most certainly on Saturday, but they don't, they don't close them down, but there's so many people walking around that, you know, I would hate, I would hate to be a driver just like, I'm just going to go drive through downtown Atlanta. <laughs> during- yeah, <laughs> like if, you're, if you're driving in to find a parking spot, like you pull into the first place that has vacancy, like you don't yeah. go searching for so a better spot. You just yeah. find, Oh, there's one. Go get it. You know, I got you. I think there was one year where I, like me and Mike parked uh, for the weekend. And I remember the price, the price uh, after we were done, it was horrible. I was like, Oh my goodness. (laughs) Like half of my money that I was spending on parking. Yeah. Well, you and I parked at that side parking deck there by, um, one of the first years. Yeah. Whatever that restaurant was that time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, even parking at the hotel, like it's it's forty bucks a night to park at the hotel. Like it's not any cheaper. Even if you're staying at the hotel, they make you yeah. pay for parking. Yes. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, like it's 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 an expensive uh, thing, but it's wow, it's a lot of fun. What is the? I mean, you don't have to tell me what you're paying, but what's like the average, like per night stay in one of these hotels during Dragon Con? Um. So there's a huge difference. Yeah. I'll let I'll let uh, Jeremy ask the rest of the question. There's a huge difference between staying in one of the host hotels mm-hmm. and one of the hotels nearby. Although okay. those are also going to be very high. Okay. But staying in one of like if you want to stay in the Marriott, go ahead, Jeremy. Yeah. So if if you could find a room in a Marriott, um, right now outside of conorate um you're probably only gonna get one bed and it's gonna be with fees and everything um of, you know nine hundred a thousand dollars a night Ooh. um there's a vast difference though between staying in the host hotels with conrate and staying in the hotels just paying straight fees so if you if you're in the conrate um you can get them cheap you know Three hundred dollars a night, something like that. Okay. Um, problem is, most of those are um, legacy, mm. so you can only get a legacy. You know, you only get a room if somebody else stops booking it. Um, some of them do do like a Hunger Games thing, but I, you know, it's that amount of stress isn't probably isn't worth it for most people to sit there and try to to get a room booked. Um, you can stay at the hotels that are very close nearby. Um, they're still expensive. They're getting more expensive every year. Um, but between, you know, three to $600 a night. How far out do they let you book? Um, so most like if hotels, I wanted to go to dragon con, like three years from now, are they going to let me book a room? So m- most hotels let you book about one calendar year out. Oh. So I'll normally book at this point, I'll book my next year's, DragonCon room, like when I leave DragonCon. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, and we actually, so you know where we stayed last year, Anthony, the residence in, which is a little bit of a walk, but not terrible. Yeah. They hadn't really clued in on the whole thing yet because we got that room cheap. Um, now they have basically quadrupled the price of those rooms. Hmm. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to it, right? And obviously, the Georgia State semester begins a couple of weeks before that. 
so I'll have a, a couple of times to sort of embrace downtown Atlanta, maybe walk down to a Viva by Camille and have um, one of my best, uh, my one of my favorite restaurants uh, in the United States, and that is a Viva by Camille. That's and, one of the reasons I was thinking about going up this weekend. It's like I can drive up and have lunch there on Friday. It would be fantastic. It would be fantastic. Uh, well, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, all of that. Anything else anyone wants to say before we head out of here today? I don't know. I'm 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 seriously considering. I mean, at least coming up for a day just to see what it, you know, just to see what it's like. Yeah, you should come. It's fun. I mean, it's if I if I only had to do one. People, if I only had to do one day, what day would you recommend? So this is a complicated question because, like, obviously we would say Saturday, but however, this is when everyone's gonna be there. So it's going to be, and if we, if we assume that it's going to be the way it was pre pandemic and probably even worse, because this is when everyone's coming back. Then on Saturday, when you're walking through the hotels, Mm -hmm. it's bumper to bumper, like in terms of like the amount of people. So you could barely move in the hotel. Think of like a huge hotel. Sure. Think of that. And then think of so many people that when you're walking through the hotel, you are literally touching the person in front of you and touching the person behind you yeah. as you're walking through this flowing, it just a flows of people. So that what I'm trying to say is Saturday is obviously the day you would say, oh, this is the day you need to come. But if there's going to be so many people there that I'm wondering if like, like a Thursday or a Sunday or maybe even a Monday, would it would it be even would be better? Maybe like a Friday. Yeah, a Saturday I mean, is going it, to be. Yeah. yeah. So like so the Hyatt, the Marriott, and the Hilton all connect, right? They all have sky bridges between them. It like Anthony's not exaggerating. It is entirely realistic. If you start at the front of the Hyatt, it could take you an hour to get to the back of the Hilton. Mm, um, okay. Whereas if you were just walking, you could you know walk it normally in seven minutes or something. I got you. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd say it probably depends on on who, like, what day the things that you want to see are. Like, yeah, I guess I need to look at that if I come up. Is out they got like a website or something that we can post in the description or something? Images yeah. website. So they they're always they're, oh they just they have an official one in uh in like announcing guests and whatnot. And the app will won't launch until there it is. You know. 10 days, maybe two weeks before, before con dragoncon.org. Lovely. <laughs> and the countdown is on. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll definitely look into, into the, uh, they got going on. So sweet. All right. If that is going to be the show, we'll go ahead and, uh, wrap it up here. Uh, for Jeremy and acid train, I'm Anthony Dinar. That's our show for today. Of course, you can always visit sci-fi-gangsters.com. We're always broadcasting. Usually, we're broadcasting live on Wednesday nights at 7.30 Central. You can also check us out wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Anthony Nar. Goodbye, everybody.